welcome everyone to episode 69 of Today in the Scene. I'm Joe with Indie Arcade Wave, and I just want to say thank you for checking us out. If you like what we're doing here, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and we'll just keep the episodes rolling. So this week, we're going to do something a little different. We haven't done a lot of focus on pinball, but this week, I wanted to speak with an arcade owner that is focused primarily on pinball. They've got a couple arcade games um, and a rhythm game, but let's focus on the pinball here. Um, so we're speaking to Rachel from Electric Bat Arcade, which is an arcade located in Arizona. They all they have multiple locations, um, and we'll just kind of chat with her and find out what the the whole craze about pinball is down there. How you doing, Rachel? Hey, great. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, I guess we'll just talk about Electric Bat Arcade today. Um, kind of talk about how you guys started, where it came from, things like that. Um, and I guess we'll just jump straight in with who you are. Just introduce yourself, Rachel, kind of let us know a little bit more about who you are. Okay. I'm Rachel Bess. I uh, started Electric Bat about three years ago. Before that, I had co-founded ZapCon, which is Arizona's pinball and arcade festival. Uh, That was about 10 years ago. And uh, I, aside from all that stuff, I am an oil painter. I'm a fine artist, which is an interesting mix of of how all of all these things together. Yeah, I was definitely going to say those those are two things you don't usually see collaborate, but it's kind of cool that they did. Um, just tell us a little bit more about how you got into the arcade scene, the pinball scene, because I know it is it's pretty niche. Um, not a lot of people are like super huge into it. Um, it's definitely a big scene. It's definitely growing, but I always find it really interesting to see like how you got started. Yeah, I got started. Kind of, I think the same way a lot of people did. I, I played it in the 90s in arcades, and then I got old enough to have a bank account that could maybe support one pinball machine, and then one machine went to two, four, six, ten, etc. And I had I had too many pinball machines, and around that time I was asked to open the arcade by the owners of Yucca Tap Room. So that's that's the very condensed story about about pinball. <laughs> One machine multiplied. That's how it seems to be with the hobby of just arcades in general is you're just like, oh, yeah. I'll grab one machine and then you got room for two. Now you have room for four and you just, they just keep piling up. Um, yeah, and, and most people have, like I started... I had a, I had a main machine before I had anything else that, you know, I had a small house and that's what I could fit in there. And, and then the difference between having the, the stand-up arcades versus the pins is just because one is such a physical thing. You can't, you can't really, I mean, I know that they have the, the, um, the digital pinball machines, but that doesn't quite have the same feel as, as real steel balls hitting against plastic and rubber and metal and everything. Um, there isn't, there isn't a good, uh, any, like you, you can't replace that with, with anything. You can't really be substituted. Ball. Yeah. You, you really need the real pinball machine. And so you get one and then they, they just really tend to multiply. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I've played a handful of the the digital ones, and I always just feel like the input lag is there's it's notice it's really noticeable, and it it messes you up. So I'd I'm I'm with you. I'd rather play the the old school like hardcore like metal wall everything. It's, it just seems yeah. a lot nicer. Um, even the ones that allow you to nudge of the digital right. one, it doesn't like it's not the same thing as is moving when you're moving 
300 pounds and trying to, you know, shake it just a a tiny bit. That doesn't, that doesn't convey very well whenever it's, it's not 300 pounds. (laughs) Right. Um, I guess you kind of gently touched on it, just like how you guys started with the tap house. Can you go more in depth as to like how you went from um, helping with ZapCon to actually opening up the arcade? What was that process like? Yeah. Um, they, the owners of, of Yucca Tap Room were wanting to put in a few machines. The, uh, you know, the barcade scene had, had really started to bubble up. And um, I, I guess they asked around and people kept pointing them to me and they just said, do you want to do this? And I said, no, I, I really don't, but I'll help you do it. And, um, and then, so I, you know, I, I did a little back end work, like here are some games you should think about getting, here's how this works. You're going to need uh, a tech, uh, good luck with that. Uh, and then <laughs> finally they were, you, you could see that they were just overwhelmed with the, the, all the data and charts and stuff. And they said, are you sure that you don't want to do this? And at this time I was, you know, I was really busy painting, doing a lot of, of gallery and museum shows. And it's, it's well, I mean, I'll, I'll think about it. And, and I ended up agreeing to do it. And when we very first opened up, it was, it was a small arcade. It was, I think I only had about 13 pins and, and maybe eight or nine um, arcade games. And, and then after that, we tripled in size about a year later and and continued to add on. But it was really just, it was them wanting to do something and not having the ability and me having the ability and, and needing to be convinced that this was something I wanted to do. And now, you know, I'm really glad that I did. But in the beginning, it, it did take a little convincing. It's a, it's a lot of um, maintenance and, you know, I'm there. My husband, Kale, and I are there five days a week just making sure everything is working really well. We, we pride ourselves on having the machines. Right now, I think there's 29 or 30 pinball machines. All of them are working, I, I believe, 100%. I'm going to say 100%. We were there today, and when I left, everything was working 100%. So that, if you've ever had a pinball machine or even just gone to pinball arcades, that's really, really rare. They tend to, you know, people lose interest in it because they'll walk up to a machine, put money in, like maybe one flipper won't work right or the like drop targets aren't falling. It will just be little or even big issues. The machines will be dirty. Um, and that, that takes away a lot of the fun of it. So we really try and keep everything working well. And that's a big ask um, as, as far as time and I, I guess even ability to, to do that. Some of the machines we have, I think our oldest ones are from 78 so it's 43 years old. They'll <laughs> get a lot of wear and tear in that time. Yeah, I mean, that's a good spread to have games from, from the 70s up to now. I mean, I know I saw you guys got the new Godzilla, so you have, like, the new modern stuff, the older stuff. It's nice to have mm-hmm. a nice kind of collection of that. Um, I guess the next question I have for you is about tournaments. I know I've I've personally run a handful of arcade tournaments, um, and you're – You've got a little more experience, obviously, in like the convention side of things. What is it like running tournaments and for people that are interested in kind of creating a pinball tournament um, atmosphere in their own area? What are some things that they need to look forward to to like get everything moving and get people coming back week after week? Yeah, we have uh, we have weekly league on Tuesday and there's actually a whole other Tuesday night league at the same time. Um, 
at a different location. And there, there are so many tournaments going on right now in, in the Phoenix area. I just looked at the list. I think there are 29 tournaments in the month of December. There's only 31 days in December. So that you can basically do a tournament a day in, in the Phoenix area right now, pinball. It's a lot. We have a lot of, we have a really good um, player base, all skill levels, um, and, and a lot of different places to play, not just electric bat, although that happens to be my, my favorite place. To get, a, to get started on pinball tournaments, it's a good idea to go to the IFPA, uh, International Flipper Pinball Association. I think the, the website is ifpapinball.com. And you can find some resources there about um, making rulings, different styles of tournaments. And, and a lot of players are, are interested in doing the tournaments that are um, that are IFPA tournaments. You get points for that. It, it adds up to um, <clears throat> your points add up throughout the year or the last three years. So you get worldwide rankings. Um, and that will help you with kind of the what you're doing as, as far as like here are here are the sanctioned rules. Here are some sanctioned styles of tournament play. Uh, the best thing anybody can do before running a tournament is go to several tournaments because one tournament director may have a a different style from another one. Uh, I think the best tournament directors make very consistent rulings. So if if something happens, if you plunge somebody else's ball, for example, that's that's a disqualification for everybody, not just for the people, you know, your friends don't get a pass on that. Um, I think that's really important. Um, knowing the games well enough to know if something is malfunctioning or working properly. So that helps. I mean, it helps when it, we're running tournaments at our own location as far as far as knowing you know, maybe there's a game that's been acting kind of weird that week, so we'll leave that one out. Uh, if you're if you are running a tournament at somebody else's location, do your best to to communicate with with that owner or with the person that does the maintenance on those machines, so they can maybe give you a heads up which machines would be the best ones to include uh, in that tournament and and things to look for. That would. That's how I would go about it if I was brand new to the tournament scene. Definitely play a lot of them before before running them. Yeah, I think that's good advice because, I mean, kind of like you were saying, like, if you plunge someone else's ball, like, that's a DQ, right? You're just, you're out of the tournament. It's got to be fair to everyone. So if the machine is acting up, it's obviously not going to be fair to all the players. Right. So what is what is the arcade scene like in Arizona? I know you're primarily like kind of near the Phoenix area. Do you guys have a lot? I mean, you obviously said 29 tournaments in 30 whatever days. Do you guys have a ton of arcade bars or like, is it arcade focused, pinball focused? Kind of what is that? Yeah, there are both. There are some that are, that are heavy into the um, stand-up arcade side and some that are heavy on the pinball side, some that are 50, 50, but we have new uh, arcades opening up here. It seems like there's a new one opening every couple of months. So I was just talking to a guy today who who uh, came into the bar. He's opening up one nearby, and he's excited. It's it's they're doing like the the final touches, trying to get everything figured out. He's opening one up on the same block as uh, another arcade out here is opening up a second location. It's 
going to be a, a two or three story arcade, I think. And um, so, so that's how 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 many there are out here that that two of them feel like it's okay to open up on the same block, and I'm sure they'll both do all right. So it's it's huge. There are there are many arcades out here. If you go to pinball maps um, and just type in Phoenix or Arizona or however you look at it, the, the Phoenix area has a lot. There are a couple places to play down in Tucson, which is about two hours south of Phoenix. And in Flagstaff, um, Electric Bat up there is pretty much the only, that's the only one I can think of. I think there might be some sort of like family entertainment center up there. I'm not even sure about that. But um, as far as pinball up up north, Electric Bat's is is your best and perhaps only bet. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's lots of options, and that's pretty crazy to hear of two arcades on the same block. I wish I <laughs> wish it was more like that around here. I wish there were more arcades. Um, I usually got to drive a little bit between them to to visit them in the Minneapolis area. But um, I guess I'm always curious for collectors, someone like yourself who collects pinballs or arcades or whatever. What are your top three favorite pinballs of all time? I'm sure that's probably a difficult question to answer. As well as, do you have a white rhino that you've been chasing, like trying to find this pin and you just can't find it? Is, is there something like that out there for you? My top three, um, Godzilla is actually my, my favorite pin of all time now. And, and I know that, that it just came out, you know, a month ago or so. Um, and I, but I don't think this is just like the hype of a new shiny game. I, I absolutely love the Godzilla game. Adam's Family behind me here. Um, one of my other favorites. That was the first. I keep pointing to the wrong thing. Not not good with cameras. Um, that was the first pinball machine that I bought for myself. And um, I'll always keep that one. My Third favorite one might be Joker Poker, which is an older solid state machine from 78, 79. And the object of that one, on you have five balls. On your first ball, you try and knock down one, um, one target, a 10 target. Your second ball, you try and knock down the jacks. The third ball, you try and knock down the queens. So it was an early way of, of uh, incorporating um, like a mode, but just having different goals for different balls, I think is a, was a cool and unique thing that you don't, I don't think I've seen it since then. Um, as far as a white rhino goes, there's a, a, a classic ballet machine called Viking. I have a few friends that, that have it will, that may one day part with it. I'd love to have that machine. There aren't a whole lot of those out there. Um, that would be, that would be one that I'd love to have. But at this point I've, pretty much acquired every machine that I want. I think, yeah, there's a, there's a pretty, <laughs> I have a pretty thick catalog of machines right now. That's pretty the impressive. The things about the Godzilla game that you may be interested in as, as more of a, a like on the video game side of things, Stern, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's, Stern has started this uh, new a feature called Insider Connected. You have a free account and with your free account, there's a QR code. So at the beginning of each game, you um, put your phone on the machine and scan the QR code and it logs you in. Um, but it it 
has a bunch of achievements. So now I can play pinball and get Chivos. So there may be like 40, there may be 60 different achievements that you can get per game. And you can compare, you know, your high scores with somebody else's high scores. It has a lot of different, um, it, it has, you can look up the rules to the games that have those. So get a quick, for example, if you're playing in a tournament, it's a game you've never played before. Look it up real quick, figure out best strategies for getting a good score on that game. But um, every time you get an achievement during a game, it gives a little like, bing, and it's, um, it's exciting. I love, I love that feature. And that's probably one of the things that makes me like Godzilla so much. The theme is fantastic and, and the game design and all that, but, but this is a little bit of um, cherry on top, Tebow's. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. I mean, the idea of pinball is all about one, beating yourself, your own high school. You're playing it yourself every time, but also the people that are around you. You're trying to be the best. So mm-hmm. it just makes sense that you can finally track that and see like a, a national ranking or international ranking or whatever it may be. It also gives you goals aside from just getting the highest score. Like in Godzilla, you if you're getting achievements for defeating specific monsters, that may not be your best way to get to a high score, but it makes you play part of the games that you that you might not focus on right. otherwise, which overall makes you a better player because you now you kind of know what what this shot does or if I how to how to do those different things. So yeah, it, it keeps the game fresher than um, than not having those. Right, just little side quests basically within the game to kind of wow. expand upon it. Um, I guess a question for you also is going to be like. The second location. So you had the one location at the tap house and then you brought in a second location. I believe you said in Flagstaff, right? Yep. What was that like opening a second location and why did you decide to open another arcade? Well, it was, it was another, the, the bar owners of Yucca tap room said, Hey, I think we're going to buy this bar in Flagstaff. Do you want in? Uh, well, Maybe I went ahead and and went forward with it. And this was a year before COVID, but all the lawyering, just, just the whole, the amount of time that it took for everything to go through and for us to finally own the bar. um, We were training our employees whenever the governor uh, came on the radio television and said, we're shutting down Arizona. So we opened up right at the absolute worst time to open a bar. Um, so it's been uphill the entire time. <laughs> like if you if you open up at the worst time, then everything is is uh, is gravy after that. Yeah, it can't really go um, lower, right? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we had bartenders behind the bar, just showing them where where things were just the basics of all of us. And then, sorry, you have to go home. We're not allowed to be open for who knows how long. So bright side is that gave us a lot of extra time to, to do some more renovating in the building, get all the machines um, beyond perfectly ready to go. Uh, It gave us a little extra prep time, but it was a rough, it was a rough start. Um, but Flagstaff is a really beautiful town. It's it's at about 7,000 feet, so it's very snowy, which is nice whenever it's 120 down in Phoenix. I can go up to Flagstaff and it'll be like 85. So it's a good little, um, 
it's a vacation town and and it's nice for me to have a reason to go up there and it kind of forces me to get out of town every week to go up there every week and take care of take care of things and uh yeah it was just a it was a it was a case of having an opportunity and why not let's try it yeah i mean why not just jump in just Mm -hmm. try it i mean yeah we knew that flagstaff did not have arcade locations open at all so we knew that going in we would be one of the the only only. we'd be the only one so it's nice to not (laughs) it's nice to have competition it's also nice to not have competition right I guess uh, one of the last questions I have for you is what are the future plans for Electric Bat? I know you guys stream a bunch. You run tons of tournaments. What else do you guys have planned for the future? Yeah, we uh, we we do stream. We're getting back into streaming. We're actually going to be streaming. Um, our our friends made a custom Dukes of Hazard pinball machine. And it's it's. It's for another one of our friends. So it's going into a private collection. But for one day, it's going to be at the bat and we'll be streaming it and and the public can play it for that. So that's pretty exciting. I think we'd like to do a lot more one-off things like that with ultra rare games. We're lucky enough to have friends that have incredible collections of stuff that you will never see outside um, outside of these collections. So I think it would be neat to have those come in into the arcade for even if it's just like a week or something like that to give the public a chance to play games that they wouldn't get to play outside of a situation like that. We have a lot more tournaments planned. We're, we're doing, um, we do monthly launch parties now. So we used to just do a launch party whenever a new game came out. We had a Godzilla launch party, a Mandalorian launch party, but this next month that we don't have a new game coming next month. So we're going to do a Dolly Parton launch party for a 1979, 78 for again, a 40 plus year old pinball machine doing big parties for it as though it was the day that it came out. Lots of tournaments, prizes, just fun stuff around um, specific machines. Um, You mentioned the rhythm games in the intro. So we've got four of those right now, the Japanese rhythm games, we may do some switching up of those. That's a whole different crowd of, of folks. And it's really fun to watch people do like all the, you know, I'm, I'm terrible at those games, but I love them. Um, so we may do some more in that genre as well. Uh, but yeah, lots of pinball tournaments. We love getting new people into pinball. Um, more of that and we have a tiki bar inside the tempe location too so that's getting ready for a big menu change and um, some exciting stuff with the tiki bar awesome that sounds like a lot of fun i'm glad to hear that there's definitely going to be growth with you guys and that sounds like a cool idea to like do a launch party for an old game that has been around forever but you know (laughs) maybe didn't get the, the love that it needed back then a lot of our um, players weren't even born when it came right. out. So. Right. so it is a new game, right? It could yeah. definitely be a lot. Yeah. Um, I guess just to wrap everything up, I want to just say thanks for coming on here. Now, just give shout outs to the social media so that people can check you out and follow along with what you're doing. Yeah, we are at Electric Bat Arcade across across social media. So Electric Bat Arcade. We're, we're easy to find in any corner of the internet. Perfect. And I'm going to throw the... I'll throw the links down in the description as well. I just want to say thanks for coming on again and talking about Electric Bat, giving us a little more insight on pinball, which 
I don't know too much about, but is definitely fun and would be something I'd be interested in getting into. And, and until you are, and it's 85 here today, so maybe come visit. Oh, and, it's uh... like 30 here, so that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but until next time, peace.